Hello, Natasha. Hello to you all. Welcome to another Teacher's Coffee. Hello, George. Hello, Teacher's Coffee. And hello to all the listeners out there. Welcome all again this Friday. Friday, Friday a little bit uh, later than usual, but it doesn't matter. I'm sure you are there and you are listening to us through Facebook and later on through Mixcloud. Uh, and today with um, a very, very special guest um, who is uh, here with us today, live from the UK. In the other uh, side of the line, the other side of the microphone, we have from the UK live Mrs. Rachel Roberts. Rachel, are you there? Hi, yes, I'm here. I'm very pleased to be invited here onto Teacher's Coffee. Thank you for having me, George and Natasha. How is the UK? Give us a little bit of the UK environment right now. Uh, well, it's sunny at the moment, which is pretty unusual in February, so I'm happy about that. Um, it's, you know, things have been a bit of a mess here in the UK, frankly, in terms of COVID, but uh, we do seem to be making some progress now in terms of the vaccine, so that's good. Excellent, excellent. And I, I'm, I'm sure that this will reflect on and resonate with uh, changes and change of the situation in the educational context as well very soon. And I hope everything gets back to normality very, very soon. But before, um, before we get into the actual questions, uh, I, would like, I would like you to give us a brief introduction of yourself and what exactly um, are you doing. Um, I know that you have a very long professional title. Uh, I can tell from all your profiles on social media that you are dealing a lot with coaching, more specifically coaching for English language teachers. I can read also that um, you uh, are massing into consultancy as well. Um, you are a trained psychotherapist. You have studied psychotherapy. So what is exactly Rachel? doing so that's quite a, a, a big question as you say george basically because i've been in elt um for a pretty long time um just over 30 years um so i've been um, a teacher in different contexts um, i've taught in portugal brazil poland also the uk a teacher trainer um, on Celta delta i've been a manager um, and um, in more recent years, I've also done quite a lot of materials writing. And, you know, like a lot of people in English language teaching, I've always been very passionate about what I do. And um, ultimately, that kind of passion um, combined with perhaps an overdeveloped sense of duty at times um, and an inability to set boundaries and look after myself, which is also, I think, something that a lot of people in ELT struggle with. So all of this eventually led um, back in the late 90s now to um, my developing uh, stress-related burnout. And really this is where my interest um, in sort of the more kind of psychological side of things started to um, develop. Um, you know, of course it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just my fault um, it was the, the job that I was doing. You know, I was working ridiculously long hours um, and I, so I changed jobs. 
and um, things were a bit better for a while and then we had a massive inspection um, and there was an awful lot of stress and I found myself burning out again. So I decided eventually that I had to do something about this, um, you know, change my lifestyle, my attitude. Um, and that's when I trained as a psychotherapist um, and counsellor. And I used a lot of those skills kind of in my job as a manager, as a teacher trainer. Uh, but it really it wasn't until 2017, so rather a long time later, that um, I realised that actually, you know, helping people develop and grow had always been my favourite part um, of every job that I'd ever had. Um, so I went back to study. I got myself a diploma in coaching and I started working as a coach with ELT professionals. Um, you know, initially um, what I was doing, I called life coaching. But after a while, I realised that actually I was also doing a lot of career and business coaching. Um, so now I would call myself a life career and business coach for ELT professionals. And I work with um, individuals and I also uh, run a group programme. Well, that sounds really exciting, Rachel. We should talk in person when we finally have the chance to do so. I hope we will have the chance to meet at a conference around the world when we are free to travel again. But uh, one of your recent posts uh, that I happened to notice um, refers to time management. Can you tell me a little bit about it more and why it is important for ELT professionals? Uh, thank you. Um, yes, I mean, I would love First of all, to your first point, I would love to be able to meet up in person and I hope you know that this is going to be possible in the not too distant future. Um, the question about... We all hope so, to tell you the truth, yes. <laughs> we all miss it very much. Yeah, no, absolutely. Although I would say that things like, um, you know, Teachers Coffee and these kind of online communities are doing a lot, I think, to help um, ELT professionals to kind of stay connected and I do think this is really important and if you think about other professions I don't think they've got the same kind of support um, that we have actually. True, true and thank you very much for saying so. That's exactly our point. Uh, that was our point when we started creating Teachers Coffee but finally over the last uh, period, the last uh, lockdown, the previous lockdown actually, uh, Teachers Coffee actually was some, some kind of psychotherapy for us as well because we did it every day in order to stay connected with everybody around the world. So it's nice that you realize and you mention that on air because we don't want you to talk about ourselves to tell you the truth. It's nice that other people recognize it now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, definitely. I think that, you know, it's really a good thing that you're doing. But you asked, you asked about time management, so not, not to avoid that question. Um, I have a, a group actually myself on Facebook, um, Lightbulb Moments, and I ask questions when people um, join the Facebook group. Uh, it's a group for sort of supporting teachers with managing stress. And um, one of the questions that I ask is kind of like, what's your biggest struggle at the moment? And I would say that 50 to 60 percent of the time, the answer is the time management. Um, but people mean kind of different things by this, I've found. So sometimes um, the problem is that uh, it's about kind of 
using the time that you actually have in the best possible way. So people might struggle, you know, with procrastinating um, or with um, focusing on things that are not really a priority. But other people have problems with time management because they simply take on too much. And often, you know, that's a question of people finding it difficult to set boundaries and to say no. And I do think this is often an issue for teachers because, you know, teachers tend to have a vocation. They tend to be very sort of helpful people. But it is possible, as I found myself, uh, to take that too far and to end up burning out as a result. Yes, you're right. Uh, burnout is uh, always a threat uh, to teachers and I've heard quite a lot of people complaining about it so much. So do you think time management is especially important in order to avoid that kind of stressful and burnout situation? Yes, I would, I would say both of those types of time management are important. So, you know, it's both about using the time that you have um, the most efficiently that you can so that you then have more free time um, you know to relax spend time with family get out into nature but also um, it's about being able to you know draw a line um, and know when you actually need to prioritize um, you know rest for example uh, rather than just doing more and more and more Here I must say that I need to congratulate you because Light Bulb Moments is one of the catchiest names I've ever seen for a website or a Facebook page. It immediately you know, caught my attention and I find it like a very original name. But uh, talking about burnout and um, time management, maybe we can open a little bit this um, context and talk about challenges in general. Um, what do you think are the biggest challenges for ELT professionals in these times, Rachel? So, oh, thank you, George, for the, the compliment about the group name. Um, that, I, I'll just answer that first. You know, that actually came about um, because um, my business coach actually asked me, you know, what, what is it that you really love about coaching? And I said, oh, you know, it's when I see those light bulb moments when, when people suddenly get something. And that was, that was kind of where the name came from. Um, but going back to your, your question about, um, you know, the particular challenges for teachers at the moment, uh, you know, I mean, how long have we got? It's such a challenging time. Um, I think probably the biggest thing that I would say sort of as a general theme is uncertainty. Um, there is so much uncertainty at the moment. We don't know what's going to happen next. Um, things change all of the time. Um, we've, we don't know what's going to happen in terms of um, the classroom, things being online or hybrid or whether we're going to be able to go back face to face. Lots of people are very unsure about whether their jobs are going to uh, continue or continue in the same way. Um, and, you know, the brain really hates uncertainty. Um, you know, the brain likes to, or at least the sort of part of the brain I'm talking about, the, the fight flight part of the brain, the amygdala, really doesn't feel safe without kind of having a sense of certainty. And at the moment, there's just so much that we don't know. 
Well, um, now I would like to ask you something more uh, personal, if I may say so, because it's not personal actually, because you mentioned uh, the fact that the brain needs certainty, but the brain also needs um, innovation and uh, inspiration, I would say, in order to work properly. So, can you tell me what really motivates you and inspires you, Rachel, so that your words, your experiences will work as examples for the rest of us? Oh, thank you. <laughs> no pressure then. Um, I, I think you're absolutely right, Natasha. I mean, we when I talk about the brain, of course, there are different parts of our brain. So, you know, I think the certainty is, is what the most sort of basic fight-flight part of the brain really needs or thinks that it needs. But of course, we're much more than that. Um, you know, we have much more developed uh, parts of our brain and creativity um, is very, very important, I think. Um, and also, as you say, you know, variety. And I guess that's that's a silver lining in some ways um, for what's happening at the moment, because I think a lot of people have found that actually they can do things that they never thought that they could do, um, such as, you know, teaching online or, or even hybrid teaching. And I think that can, you know, make us feel more confident um, in ourselves. But, you know, in terms of what, what really motivates me, I guess going back to what I said about um, the name of my Facebook group, you know, it's about seeing those sort of light bulbs come on for people and seeing how I can facilitate, um, you know, major positive change in their lives. And really, you know, I got into coaching because I realized that actually that was what I, I had always loved about teaching and training and even being a manager. I didn't like the paperwork aspects of managing very much, but I loved mentoring um, the staff that I was working with. So, you know, working with people, um, seeing them grow, that, that's what motivates me, absolutely. And since you brought it up, um, how would you describe your typical day? I mean, maybe um, I, can, I could rephrase, um, has this situation with the pandemic and remote learning affected your business as well? How do you deliver? Or um, this is not a, a case anymore for you. Uh, you can have access, you know, to uh, any clientele you want. How can people find you? So, um, in terms of the impact, um, as you as you probably know, you know, I'm also um, a writer of ELT materials, and I have to say, you know, that um, COVID has had an incredibly negative um, impact on that. My income for that dropped by about 90% this year. Um, however, in terms of um, the coaching, I think because I was kind of forced into moving a bit faster. Um, it's actually taken off really for me this year um, because I work online um, and in fact I've mostly always worked online because I work with ELT professionals and there aren't that many um, living in Leamington Spa where I live. So, um, you know, the world in many ways has, has got much smaller, I think, and that we are kind of more in contact with each other um, in that way. So my typical day is, a, is usually a combination of coaching, whether that's a group or individuals, um, writing, 
um, that might be writing ELT materials or and or it could be writing things like blog posts for my website um, or writing training materials um, for my coaching business. So there's a lot of variety, you know, which you mentioned before as, you know, being something that's very positive for our brain, Natasha. And certainly I do like to have um, that variety. Well, that's excellent. Yes, I agree with you. Variety is very important so that we don't get bored too. But uh, what I would really like to ask you is, um, uh, what do you consider the the you know the important skills in for the twenty first century? For example, would you agree that we need to have some kind of uh, entrepreneurial skills, or do you would you say that some people have an enter- entrepreneur streak that others don't have? Do you consider that as one of the skills that we definitely need? for the 21st century in order to meet the challenges of the new era? Uh, that's, I think that's a very good question. And certainly, you know, I think one of the things that we've probably learnt um, from what's happened with COVID-19 is that um, having like the possibility of different income streams is probably a very good way of kind of, you know, protecting ourselves against the future and uncertainty. Um, And so that kind of, you know, entrepreneurial um, aspect, I think, you know, everybody potentially could have like a, you know, a small side, a small or indeed a large kind of side business, uh, which does give us that little bit more flexibility. You know, so for me, for example, um, I would say, you know, last year I was probably two thirds writing, one third coaching. This year it's the other way around. And that's been great for me because I can just make that switch. Um, so whether or not people have like a sort of entrepreneur streak, I actually think that a lot of teachers do, even if they don't realize it, because a lot of, you know, teaching is a, it's a, um, a career where you are pretty autonomous, where you make a lot of decisions um, for yourself. And so it tends to attract the kind of people who don't you know, just want to be told exactly what to do. They want to make decisions for themselves. They want to see um, their students develop. Um, and, and they are very creative. And those are all things which are you know, skills of entrepreneurs. So you know, they might need to learn some practical skills about you know marketing or um, what to put on their website or so on but they most teachers I think actually do have um, that sort of desire if you like to be a bit more independent and to control their destiny and in that way we also have variety in our lives Rachel right the thing that you mentioned before so if we don't focus only on one specific area of knowledge and we tend to find new ways of uh, dealing with new situations like the one that we have to fa- we had to face over 2020 and probably 2021 i don't know when this is going to end then in that case we not only gain new knowledge and new skills but also we tend to follow this advice of yours that we should have variety in our lives yes absolutely you know i think um, combination of, of both sort of having diverse income streams and variety is a, is a winner, isn't it? 
I think the best winner here is education and of course the students because uh, from all this interaction, maybe Natasha will agree and maybe you Rachel as well, I feel that there is a very big need for expression for the teachers, uh, people who want you know, to go out, express themselves, be creative as you said. Uh, we could sense this need which was became more intense during the pandemic and through this connection via social media, different platforms. So I think who benefits from this are, is definitely, definitely education because we have more voices, more opinions, more creative outcomes out of these um, uh, movement that exists. And uh, of course, yeah, why not the, the students as well, who are the receptors of this education? Yes, I think that's a really good point, George. You know, I think, um, as I said, one of one of the silver linings of what's happened is all the kind of new skills I think that many of us have learnt, um, and the realization of all the things that we can do that we thought perhaps we couldn't, and you know, we can pass not only the benefits of those new skills onto our students, but also that belief, if you like, that we can learn something new it's a kind of growth mindset isn't it you know we're we're showing them um through our own kind of willingness to learn new things exactly um, how they can exactly now um another topic what key piece of advice would you give to elt professionals who know they need to look after themselves better and maybe yes i think well-being is the synonym that could actually epitomize the meaning of this question? Yeah, so this is such an important question. And, you know, it's difficult to pin it down to a key piece of advice in some ways, because obviously, you know, different people, um, there are different things um, that may be missing in their lives. So, you know, we need to, we need to think about ourselves physically I, I often say to clients, you know, that they need to think of themselves as being like an athlete. You know, teaching is very demanding physically, emotionally, mentally. So an athlete would prepare for that by eating well, sleeping well, resting, you know, and we need to do the same thing. But if I was just going to get it down to like one piece of advice, I think it would be... Um, to always ask themselves, you know, what, what advice would you give um, to a close friend or someone that you cared about? Because, you know, very often uh, teachers are, you know, very caring um, people, but not necessarily towards themselves. And so if they can step back and kind of think, okay, if my best friend was in this situation, what advice would I give to her? Um, then often that's the best advice in terms of looking after themselves. Well, I'm really enlightened by everything and I loved uh, today's interview, I have to say, George. So is there anything that you would like to add uh, or Rachel, maybe you would like to mention something that we didn't cover with uh, our questions. I think, Natasha, Rachel, you should uh, repeat one more time uh, clearly where people can find you, uh, the group on Facebook, your portal, or any other contact details you would like to share. So thank you. Thank you, George and Natasha. Um, 
So yes, you can find me if you're on Facebook, which you probably are if you're in Teachers Coffee. Um, come and join my group. It's called um, Light Bulb Moments, um, helping ELT professionals manage stress and gain balance. Um, so that's hopefully pretty clear what you can find there. So I do um, a weekly live. Uh, we also have um, guest experts coming in to talk about different aspects of uh, well-being. Um, so we um, have, I'm just trying to think, we have people coming in to talk about things like um, diet and exercise, acupressure. We have an artist um, coming in next month um, to do a session where those of us who think that we're not artists can learn how to express ourselves more creatively. So do come along and join um, Light Bulb Moments, helping ELT professionals manage stress and gain balance. Um, and you could also check out my website, um, which is www.life-resourceful.com. And there are quite a few um, sort of free PDFs, um, including a book um, with 30 mindfulness techniques, for example, that you can download from the site as well. That was and excellent. No, Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> Natasha, there is one more question I would yes, like to yes, ask. Please. because go on. Because uh, we were discussing about this the other day together, Natasha, and I wasn't, you weren't aware of that. And I found out through Rachel, actually. Tell us about Clubhouse, because there appears to be that there is a lot of movement there and um, people like this kind of expression. Uh, you also have a room there. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about this concept? Because it's not very well known yet to the people. And before she answers, Rachel, if you have a room, we would like to be invited because we need invitations for that and we want to test it. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. So, yeah, Clubhouse, let me, let me tell you a little bit about Clubhouse in general for anybody who hasn't heard of it, which may be quite a few people because it's quite new. Um, so it's a new kind of social media platform and it's in beta or beta at the moment. Um, so that's why it is actually invite only and it is also unfortunately only available if you have either an Apple iPhone or an iPad. Um, once it comes out of beta, um, sort of like the testing stage, then they say they will make it available um, to Android users. But at the moment, that's that's a little bit of a, a problem. But um, the way that Clubhouse works um, is really interesting, I think. I think, you know, it's a fascinating platform and it's just starting to take off for ELT. Um, even like three or four weeks ago, there was virtually nobody on there from English language teaching, but now there is. Um, and how it works is if you imagine like going to a conference and in every room um, there is a sort of like a panel discussion going on. Um, it's quite similar to that. So you go into a room and there are people up on stage um, discussing a topic and you are in the audience. If you want to, you can put up your hand virtually. Um, and you go up onto the stage and you can join in the discussion. And the interesting thing is that it is audio only. Um, so, you know, you can't see anybody, you just see their profile picture, uh, which can make it a little bit hard to uh, moderate, actually, because you don't know um, exactly who wants to speak when. 
Um, but it's quite nice because a lot of people do it, you know, listen to Clubhouse and maybe even speak while they're doing other things, you know, maybe walking the dog or um, doing the washing up or, you know, whatever. So it makes it quite um, accessible in that way. And it's interesting because it is just, you know, completely live as we are now. It's not recorded in any way, though. Um, so you kind of have to be there um, to hear the conversation or, you know, you've missed it. And in terms of invites, um, the, the best thing to do, you know, if you if you get an invite from someone, you can then um, invite two people yourself. So um, what we've done in my uh, Facebook group, Light Bulb Moments, is we have like an invite chain. So as one person is let in, they invite the next person and so on. So, you know, if you come and join the group, um, then you can get an invite that way. Super, thank you. Unfortunately, I don't have an iPhone or an iPad anymore, but I have a MacBook. I don't know if it works on, on laptops as well. I suspect not, but I'm not sure because I don't have a MacBook. Do, do you have mm -hmm. apps on that? There you, are apps on MacBook, yes, there are. There are some apps on MacBook, yes. You might be able to then. I would just see if you can download the Clubhouse app, because if you can, yep. then you can. Of course, thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Rachel, thank you so much. That was really insightful. We've learned a lot of new things today. We wish you all the best, and why not? Um, you, can become, you can be our guest again pretty soon. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And yes, I would, I would love to come back again sometime. So thank you very much, both of you. So, George, over to us, because I, w I know that we have covered most of the time because Rachel had so many interesting things to talk about. But before we say goodbye, I would like to mention a little bit of something that we have created uh, with Express Publishing. I don't know if you have noticed uh, anything about the Rainbow Challenge that has been running for a week or more. Of course, and from the feedback we have been receiving, uh, so far it's been really successful, and I yes. loved it. Yes, that's why I wanted to mention that, that we have a Rainbow Challenge, and uh, all you have to do is to urge your students to, uh, to visit uh, teachers-corner.co.uk. Uh, it's, it's announced there on the site and you will find that you, the kids just have to create a special rainbow and uh, describe in words what they would hope to find at the end of it. Um, they have to write what it means to them, uh, whatever they find at the end of the rainbow. Because as you probably know, uh, the rainbows are seen as a sign of hope and uh, as a sign of better times to come. So we would like that description on behalf of the kids. Not only the craft, but some words, a few words, a short description on what their expectations are. So you're all free to join with your notice as a class, as a group in, of, a, of a special school, but each one individually, and they will have to submit their works by the 14th of May uh, 2021. Um, you will find all kind of information on Teachers Corner site, so please feel free to join and uh, the winner, the lucky winner, will win a gift card from Amazon that is uh, uh, of uh, 100 euros and uh, there will be four more that they will uh, win Express Publishing readers from us.
Excellent. And until next time, we're going to have another surprise guest, which I'm not going to let you know until Natasha puts the ad somewhere around Wednesday or Thursday. Have a lovely weekend. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me as well. Have a lovely weekend, you all.